In today's show, we're going to recap a really busy Monday, baffling rotation decisions, huge performances, terrible performances. Michael Bolton, it's always a great performance from him. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. Back in business, nine-game schedule, four more days, three more days, until the All-Star break begins. So we've got lots to talk about. This is always a weird period. Before the trade deadline's weird, before the All-Star break is weird. Players sitting out extra days that they normally wouldn't perhaps sit out, sit out due to injuries, weird rotations. Then after the break, you'll see complete rotation changes. This is a very, very weird time in fantasy basketball and in the NBA, but it echoes more through the fantasy basketball realm than it does across the real NBA because most people won't be looking at rotations and going, why the hell is Josh Christopher playing three minutes? That makes no sense. Whereas you know, maybe a few Rockets fans are, but us as a fantasy basketball community is going, what are you doing? And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Let's get into the news. In fact, Warney, what do you reckon? Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy Harden, he is out. Through the All-Star break, he will not play in the All-Star game due to his hamstring. Is this cover for this hamstring that some people thought was fake? I don't know. I just honestly just don't think that that's, that stuff happens as much as people would like it to happen. I think he's just got a sore hamstring, and it's a problem for him, and he's going to sit out this time. And this is what I said earlier on the show today, that if you sit out these couple of games before the All-Star break, it gives you an extra yeah, eight days on top of yeah, what you miss out now. So instead of having um, a seven-day break for the All-Star break, you take these games off, you get like a 12, 14-day rest, get back full strength when you come back. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So I think you'll see a little bit more of that. Obviously, that helps buoy, or as you guys would say in the United States, buoy, we say boy, um, Tyrese Maxi, yeah, linguistics, uh, we, that, 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 Jesus, what am I trying to say? Tyrese Maxey, yeah, value stays up. Toby Harris, value stays up. Joel Embiid, value stays high, super high. It'll drop marginally, but it stays super high because no Harden. And we know he's going to have an impact. On his former team, the, the Houston Rockets, Dacian Nix could convert it from a two-way into a four-year deal. This is relevant for Dynasty League people. I have seen a lot of people talking about Nix, talking about him being the best prospect in the entire G League, talking about him being the Rockets' point guard of the future. How much of that is bullshit? I'd say a large portion of it is, but I'm hearing too much of it for me to for me to completely rule it out, I guess is is what I'd say. Like, I can't rule this out that Dacian Nix has a future in the NBA. And the fact that the Rockets have now converted his two-way contract into a full-time four-year one, there is going to be some non-guarantees and that in that. But he's averaging in the G League 25, 6, and 7 with 2.6 deals, shooting 41% from three. He played for the G League Ignite last year, shot 18% from three. So one of those numbers is fake. We'll see which one it is. He's shooting well. He's dominating defensively. Big assist numbers, scoring well. He's been awesome. So in a dynasty league, there's a little bit on him. So just keep for that. Keep an eye out for that. 
He's not going to, I don't think, start over Kevin Porter. Maybe he takes minutes away from Dennis Schroeder, which, again, I'll talk about that later on. Just watch him. The Wizards keep talking shit. I don't know how real it is, but we've got to just keep reporting what they say. There's hope that Christos Porzingis will play before the All-Star break. There's two more games for Washington, even though Tommy Shepard said, nah, he's fine. He's fine. He's available straight away. First game, mate. He's ready. What are you talking about? Knee, bone bruises. Nah, mate. He's fine. He's ready to go. We're ready to fire him out there. He's going to dominate. Yeah, cool. He's missed two games already. And there's two more games before the break, but they're still saying, nah, he's going to get out there, mate. He's fine. Nah, knees, what are you talking about? Doesn't even have him. It's just one log femur right down to his foot. Doesn't even have a knee anymore. It's going to make him walk like he's on stilts. Don't worry about knees. Still fine. He's ready to go. So he's never even had a problem with it. I don't know what you're talking about. Look over here. Look over here quickly. We'll see what happens with this. I still am skeptical. It makes it bloody hard to do projections, not knowing whether he's going to play or not. But we'll see. Maybe he plays two games for the All-Star break, and then, uh, you know what? Bone bruise again. I'll see you later. Just to show, hey, look, we play, traded for a player who actually plays. I don't know. <laughs> we, will, uh, we will find out really soon whether he does, in fact, get on the court before the All-Star break, as the Wizards are claiming. Let's look at the top ads in fantasy over the last 24 hours. Number one is Terrence Mann, up 57%. Big numbers. Maybe you want the other team man after today's performance. I don't. You don't. But Terrence Mann, who is starting, and we know Norm Powell's out for a very long time, I would guess, there was someone who commented on one of my things. Oh, don't worry, I know he'll be back in two to three weeks. Mate, if he's back in two to three weeks from a broken foot, then shout out to you because your source, your alleged source is awesome. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I think we're not seeing him back maybe for the rest of this regular season would be my guess. At least four weeks, probably eight would be my, would be my estimation there on Storm and Norman. O'Shea Brissett's up 23%. Two really big games in a row. You can't leave him on the wire. You've got to add him and see what happens. But there's still so much uncertainty. No Isaiah Jackson, Miles Turner, will he ever return? Can Smith cut into these minutes? I don't know. But you add him. Cam Thomas up 18%. Eh, I don't really say that. Like, he's fine. You can stream him. I don't think we should be going gaga over him. Even his recent numbers don't put him as a top 150 player. He scores, and that's it. And Curry's arrival did hurt him today. Mo Harkless up 17%. Uh, Alvin Gentry, mate, you did it to us. Well done. Thank you. 30 minutes down to 17. That's awesome. We'll talk about that later on. You don't need to have him in 12s. And Tom Bryant, the tank. I love it because I love playing the sound. But there's literally no other center on this roster who's playing 21 minutes a night and doing jack shit. I don't see any need to have him as a must-roster 12-team league player. John Kaminga is an interesting stream option. Justice Winslow is a must-roster player. He's up 11%. Jalen Smith's up 11%. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't mind the ad of him to see what happens. Grayson Allen up night. I think that's a strong ad. And Hassan Whiteside, he only played under 20 minutes tonight because Gobert was back, but he still double-doubled. I don't think we want to have him as a must-roster 12-teamer, though. If you look at the players who were dropped, the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! He's down 19%. Yeah, he struggled on Sunday. But the Hawks are up again tomorrow. Actually, they're on Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back. And there's no John Collins. I wouldn't have dropped him. Gogo Badadze down 19 No problem. He'll probably come out and have 20 and 10 with four blocks tomorrow. But if you want to drop him, it's, it's no problem. I don't think there's any issue with him being a droppable player. A Kongwu down 13%. Yep, totally fine with that. Again, the back-to-back -back coming up helps, but that's it. Malik Beasley down 11. I feel like he's on this list every day. I don't know who's already adding him to put him onto the list so there's enough to drop him, but he's there. Drop him. Jackson Hayes down 11. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit more depth later on. I get it. Jaden McDaniels down 9. Yep, he's not a must roster 12. Um, Javante Green down 9. I think I probably still would have him on a 12 roster, but if you want to move on, it's, it's not a problem. He played today. Malik Monk down 8. Uh, the Lakers, man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, they need to play him more, so I will hold to see if they come to their senses. Duarte down 8. Hmm. 
that's interesting. I think he probably should be held on to, but every opportunity he's had basically on a reasonable facsimile of a solid team, or not even solid, not horrendous team, he's done nothing. Yeah. When there was those couple of games where no one was playing and he put up big numbers, Halliburton came and he's back to being subpar. And I think that's sort of who he is. But I would still hold him. And then Rashawn Holmes down 7%. Mate, I know, it's tough. We invested high picks in him, or high-ish picks, you know, around 6, around 5 in some cases. He produced for that at the start of the season. But it doesn't matter what happened then. The path to what happening now just isn't there. You've got to say bye. And maybe Jack, I did it yesterday. I'm going to do it again. Maybe Jack's going to give you the key. Sad times. Sad times indeed. But alleviate your sad times. Because basketball, we're rolling. We're Football's over. Maybe that's a double sad time. No Rashawn Holmes and no football. But basketball's still going. Pro and college, we're flying through. And betonline.net is the best place, number one spot, in fact, for all of your basketball sports betting needs. But it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey and boxing and UFC odds, right to Olympic coverage and information. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay. We should fire up into the recaps. First one, the Pistons and the Wizards. Yeah. All right. Um... Washington wins at 103-94. Detroit continues to be horrific. Horrific players, horrific playing combinations, horrific roster construction, horrific coaching. It's all in all a winning combination. I was about to do that, but I thought, how old is this? Is this 2005? I was going to do that. But yeah, we're not that old. <laughs> Maybe we are. Um, yeah, it's shit house. It's shit house. Why are we playing Corey Joseph 35 minutes? Nine points, two threes, two steals. He's playing over the last, you know, what, month or so, 28 minutes a night. It's too many. It makes no sense. I don't think that Corey Joseph's a 12-team league guy, but what he is, like, we play him 35 minutes. We play Killian Hayes 12. And this is not to say that Killian Hayes is good. Again, get it through your head. And I don't know who I'm arguing with here. I'm not saying he's good. But you're still lost by 10 points to whatever the hell this Wizards team is by leaning on your veterans for competitiveness. When your veterans are terrible, it doesn't make you better. It actually just makes you worse in the short term and the long term. And I don't know why coaches won't ever get it through their head. Oh, this guy's closer in age to me, therefore he's better. These damn kids with their switches and their face grams and their Insta chats. They couldn't possibly do anything good. I need someone that smokes cigars with me in the back room. Load up their pipe. I was trying to find a good transition there. And if J.R. Smith was on this team, it would have been a great one in terms of talking about, speaking about Pipe. But he's not here. And there's no one I can even link that to on this squad, which is disappointing. Actually, I wish I had the scratch point. Speaking about Pipe, the depressed penis, Sadiq Bey, had 24 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and 4 triples and played a shitload of minutes. 38 of them. Good numbers from him. And Jeremy Grant continues to struggle. 32 minutes, 14 points, 40% shooting, one rebound, zero assists. His rebound numbers are embarrassing. They're so bad. I, I Yeah. I, my, my most hated to watch player, nothing against him personally. Good bloke. Seems like a great bloke. Nothing against him personally. I just hate watching him. Um, uh, Still a by-low player. The Flaming Galar, Alf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flaming Galars. Solid. 
Like nothing great, but solid. 11 and 9 in 27 minutes. We lost a couple of minutes off the top there. I think we still have him as a back-end 12-team hold. And the reason he lost a couple of minutes off the top is because the man, the myth, the prospect whose value has only been decreased because he's been playing for Sacramento. That's the only reason he's been bad. It's Marvin Bagley, who did exactly what Marvin Bagley does every time. 10 and 8. And you go, that's the start of a good line. 21 minutes. Yeah, one assist, zero steals, zero blocks, 40% and 33%. It is the Marvin Bagley story every game. I can get points and rebounds, and they look really nice in a box score, but I can do nothing else. I would not bother. Even if Marvin Bagley played 30 minutes a night, I'd just be saying, I don't think he's a 12-team league guy just because of the deficiencies in so many areas. In a points league, no worries. You're fine. But I, I, if they start playing him in preference to Bay or Stewart, as much as I don't think those guys are great prospects, I'll lose my mind. Cade Cunningham struggling. So there's a little bit of a buy low there on him. 12 points. He got a lot of fouls early. Um, 12, 4, and 4, 31%. Not a great night from him at all. Well, Hamadou Diallo played only 21 minutes, 10 and 6. He's still putting up some okay numbers, MC Hamadou, but I wouldn't be looking at him as any sort of 12 or even 14 team league guy. It's the low minutes that's the issue there. Oh, Kelly Link, by the way. Jack Armstrong, what do you reckon? Get that garbage out! Sure, that hurts to do it to a fellow Canadian, but see you later, Kelly. Zero points in 13 minutes. Why'd they sign him again? Oh, yeah, because Troy Weaver, I think, I know, guys, I know it's controversial. I think he's terrible. I think he's actually a really bad GM. Like, I think a really bad GM. Picking K doesn't make you a good GM. It means that you pick the best player. Um, All right, let's talk Wizards. Still don't know what's going on, because no Porzingis or no Gafford. But I do know that Tom Bryant started and played 20 minutes and had 11 and 4. And that's just not good enough. When you're ceding minutes to Anthony Gill, who played 26 minutes. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> and some of it's not his fault because he's not good enough. And B, he's coming off an ACL injury. But I don't see how we look at this and go, oh, don't, just wait. Tom Bryant's going to pull in 30 minutes a night and dominate. Maybe that happens. I honestly just can't see it. I can see it for the future MVP, Kyle Kuzma, who's playing really, really well. Really well. 23 and 7, 38 minutes. Really, he's really taken over this team. And the other bloke who's looking all right at the moment is Denny Avdia. I've been calling for them to play him more minutes for most of this season. I still don't believe he's got the greatest fantasy skill set. But 12 and 15 with three assists is strong. I worry a little bit about percentages. I worry a little bit about volume. But he can get some steals. He can get some assists. He's not... A, I think in 14 team leagues, we add Avdia. And in 12, I would consider it. I would have him over Corey Kispert because Kispert is a guy that can score but doesn't do it reliably enough and then doesn't do anything else. He played 33 minutes, Corey, had 10 points with two threes. That's not enough. And then the Hal Neto-ish Smith situation, like who knows? 27 minutes for Hal, or 28 in fact for Hal, 11, 4, and 3 with four steals, while Ish had 8, 2, and 6. If both of those guys together, there's some nice numbers, but Neto is getting the minutes over Smith. He was better than him in this game, but he was worse than him last game. I don't think either of them are must-roster 12-team league guys. You flip a coin, you take a flyer on one, it's going to be back and forward, back and forward in terms of 12-team value all season. Coolrod Pope had 16 points with four threes. That's all right. Again, just remains on the fringes of that 12-team league value area. Let's go on to the next game. We're really fired up about this one. The Oklahoma City Thunder. They get the win over the Knicks, 127-123 in overtime. I don't know what the Knicks are doing. Actually, I do. They're horrible. Do you think anybody will hire Tom Thibodeau after he is fired by the Knicks either the end of this season or next season? 
I don't know. But we feel like we do the dance every time. Ah, oh, he's learnt his lesson now. He's been he's been studying. He's a very very good boy. Tom is. He's been studying, and now now he now he knows what the modern NBA needs. And yes yes he is going to be very very different. And then he comes in, and the team boosts its production in year one, and then things go to shit straight away. It is the most familiar pattern of all time, and it's like. Whatever that Steve Carell quote is, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you again or some shit like that. <laughs> whatever whatever that quote is, that's what it feels like. Um, I'm not going to buy into it because I didn't buy into it last time heading in when he joined the Knicks and he's bad again. Anyway, onto the Thunder. Let's talk good stuff because I guess Josh Giddy's 30-minute limit is done. 39 of them here for him. 28, 11, and 12 with three threes. Woo! 55 fantasy points. I reckon... I reckon he's probably a sell high. No, no, he's definitely a sell high. They're, they're monster numbers. But he's looking pretty good. Where he goes in drafts next year will be very interesting. Trey Mann was big here as well. 30 points, four triples. The thing that always worries me with Mann is, what the hell else is he doing? And he had two steals, which is interesting. But go back and look at his game log. It's not good enough to be a 12-team must roster player. But Darius Baisley is, amazingly. All right. This is what we sort of hoped he might do as a last pick in drafts last year when he had the opportunity to shit the bet all season. And he shit the bet all season now until the last three weeks. Basically played 40 minutes. He had 23 and 8 with two triples. He's shooting better. He hit the game-tying shot to hit, send the game to overtime. He's really good at the moment. Rel- relatively really good. He's a 12-team league guy. The Oklahoma City mudflap. Kenrich Williams had 13, 4 and 3, which is all right. And Favors and Isaiah Roby are splitting those center minutes. Hard to get excited there. They're both just deeper league players. While Aaron Wiggins' return has killed Pokashevsky. 34 minutes for Wigo, while Poku played 20. Poku was great. He was playing 28 minutes tonight and putting up 12-10 numbers. Wiggins is back. He's back to a bench guy. Minutes are way down. See you later. That's it. We'll see what happens later on, but I will see you absolutely later. For the Knicks. If I'm going to roast the Knicks, I'm going to talk about some positive things too because the diseased scrotum of Arne Fournier has been playing really well. And over the last two weeks, he is the 44th ranked player. He played 45 minutes, 29 points, five assists, six triples, two steals, and a block. And it's absolutely true that he's been bad this season because he's not even a top 150 guy. But at the moment, he's playing really well. So you have him. You have him on your team. Mitchie Robinson. Well, he uh, took it from here. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Yes, he did. 41 minutes, 14 and 17 with four steals and four blocks. That is just a huge, huge number. Again, 43rd over the last two weeks, but 134th for the season. But he is rolling now. Julius Randle, 30, 13 and 10. No steals, no blocks and bad from the field with 42%, but still great numbers. He's 54th this season, but 21st over the last two weeks. These three guys have really turned things around. Not that it's helping them win, but they've really turned their, their numbers around. It was also a big game from Grimesy. 40 minutes. 19 points for Quentin with five triples, one steal, and two blocks. That's really good. He took 18 shots and hit 39%. That's not so good. But he's getting these minutes because Rowan Barrett is out. So don't look at it and go, hey, Grimesy, let's go. It's time for us to add you because no. You can stream him, but no. Walker had nine points in 26, while Burks had 11 in 27. Neither of those blokes are 12 10 as well. Emmanuel, quickly. How, okay, he's, I criticize Tibbs a lot, rightfully so. I will criticize Tibbs a lot for the times when he hasn't played quickly, but quickly is actually at the moment act really bad. And my, I hated the pick when they made it in the draft, and then he came in and played really well. But what we're seeing over the last, say, three weeks is the exact worry I had. Like, can he actually shoot well? What the hell is he doing on the field? Is he too small? Field, court. He's too small, and I don't really see it. And he's been actually dreadful. So there's, I've, 
outside of development, your team's going nowhere and why are you relying upon Kemba and Burks and you've never given quickly an actual shot to see if he can be a starter and develop into a point guard, which are all absolutely valid criticisms of Tibbs. At the moment, he's shithouse and he's doing nothing. So yeah, we'll see what that ends up going to, but he's been bad. Obi Toppin played eight minutes and Cam Reddish played eight. This is the, the Knicks seriously would have hoped that these guys, and I know Knicks fans, shout out when you're listening, that a lot of them are delusional. They would have gone here, yeah, Reddish, Toppin, and Quickly. It's our new young core, our new big three. Now throw Barrett in there. And Reddish, Toppin, and Quickly didn't play at all. Shout out to Thomas Thibodeau. Also shout out to Bilt Bar, because that is the best tasting protein bar ever. January's over. Did you stick to New Year's resolution? Well, hope's not over if you didn't. Because instead of going to the candy bars, ditch them. Get yourself Built Bars. They taste like candy bars. They're delicious treats. But they're low in calories and they're low in fat and they're low in sugar and they're high in protein. In fact, absolutely jam-packed with protein. Have you tried the puffs as well? With their cinnamony churro flavor? Or marshmallowy goodness? Whatever other sort of words we're making up to put in the copy? Built Bar's got them. Flavors all over the place. Flavors coming out the wazoo, some might say. So head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get yourself boxes of Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein bar ever. And in fact, Built Bar is built different. Let's go to the next game. I thought, I thought, I thought that I could say, well, the Nets are without a bunch of players. The Kings have made moves to make themselves incrementally better this season. I thought that maybe they'd get the win here or, you know, and do it. No, they got their ass kicked by whatever this is, whatever squad this is from Brooklyn. 109.85. And there's still more questions and answers on this Kings team, I think. It was not a good game from DeMontis Sabonis. Nine points on 11 shots. He played just 26 minutes. He had a steal and a block with nine rebounds. And it was one of three from line. In fact, it was putrid. That is really bad. Is this an indication of what he is as a player? No, of course it isn't. And he'll be better than this. But he's had a couple of these real fart games this season. Some real, go look at his box score and his game log. Some real farts in there. Darren Fox, 26 points is good. Two rebounds, three assists. But I get the feeling, maybe I'm wrong on this. I just get the feeling that he just loves being the guy who's the lead ball handler. That's what he wants. He's the 33rd ranked player over the last two weeks. So all of us dickheads that invested a high pick in him, Maybe it's finally coming to fruition because they traded away other guys. And then it's just a mess. We've already talked about Rashawn Holmes. He did play 22 minutes, had four and six. And this is exactly what I said um, early on. Like, we're all complaining. Oh, Holmes, man, he's only 24 minutes. I'm going to drop him. It's like, no, no, hold to the deadline. See if he gets down, hold to the deadline. And then I feel like I'm getting, I don't know if it's from the same people or if it's from different people. I say, oh, but what if he plays next to Sabonis and he gets 24 minutes? We'll be worth it there. Well, the, both things can't be true. The 24 minutes he was getting weren't good enough, but now if he gets to 24 minutes, we want to hold. People are just trying to fool themselves into believing that the value is there. He got these minutes because Sabonis bet didn't play well, and he still didn't do anything. Bye. Let's talk about the big ragu. 27 minutes for Dante DiVincenzo, 12, 8, and 2 with five steals. If this was 12, 8, and 2 with zero steals on 36% shooting, it wouldn't look anywhere near as good. 39 fantasy points, it's fine. I still don't know how the rotation is going to go. Jeremy Lamb didn't play. He played like 31 minutes in the first game. Is he a part of it? Davion Mitchell played 26 minutes. Justin Holiday played 32. Mo Harkless played only 18. He played 30 last game. So if DiVincenzo played 27 a night, I'd consider him a stream guy, a fringe 12-team guy. I don't have faith in it. Like I don't think him or Holiday or Lamb or Davion Mitchell are 12-team league players. 
You could take a flyer on one, and they could produce a big game like DiVincenzo did today, and you could be proven right. And then the next game, he has eight and one with an assist and one three in 25 minutes. And what's the point of that? Much like Mitchell, who was getting 35 minutes a night and putting up big numbers next to Halliburton, since Foxes came there, he's gone to the bench and he's playing like backup minutes. And this is a dude who, despite playing 26 minutes a night this season, Mitchell is ranked outside the top 250. If he was getting 34 a night, yes, we look at him as must roster. The pattern now tells us no, absolutely not. And I wouldn't bo- I wouldn't bother with him on a 12-team roster. I thought that they would play him next to next to Fox. Hey, this is the guys that we've wanted to keep and we'll see if they can play together, blah, blah, blah. But no, let's rely upon Jeremy Lamb and um, Justin Holiday and Mo Harkless and whatever other bullshit Alvin Gentry's cooking up. Worked well, though. They lost by 24 to a Nets team without their best three players. Let's talk about the Nets because there's a big game here. Baby shark, do, 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 do. 38 minutes for Bruce Brown. One of the best lines you will ever see, honestly. 19, 6, and 6 with 5 steals and 3 blocks on 67% shooting. It is a marvelous line. He had 59 fantasy points. It is a huge, huge performance. Um, but what, what do we make of it? Like, I, I don't know what to make of it. He, Steve Nash has mixed and matched rotations all season. They've played the most starting lineups of anyone in the league. Bruce Brown has had multiple DMPs all season. Nothing makes sense with these rotations that the Nets have. This is great. Is this worthy of him being a stream 12-team league player? Of course it isn't. Because you're chasing it, hoping that he does this again. The 227th ranked player in category leagues. And the odds are that he doesn't play this much or do anything close to this ever again. And then when Simmons comes back and when Durant comes back, he's no chance. Zero chance. And then the centers. Kids. Cover him. I have no fucking idea. None. Andre Drummond started. Yep, okay, that's fine. But they ran a three-center rotation. And that's without Nick... Well, actually, that's not true. They ran a three-center rotation. Blake Griffin played three minutes. But he was still in there. And that's without Claxton playing. And they're going to run some lineups with Simmons at center when he comes back. So while for the short term, we can add Drummond and see what happens. 11, 9, and 4, two steals and a block. You can stream in Aldridge, who played 19 minutes and had 19 and 8. But we don't bank on 73% shooting. But it's just going to be a mess. I firmly believe you can't play Drummond and Simmons together really at all. I don't think you can do it. So when Simmons is playing his 36 minutes, how much crossover do you actually get with Drummond? Nash will try it because he tries everything and it will probably look horrible. Like he throws out lineups with Bembry and David Duke out there as starters. He'll do anything. It won't work that well though. And I think this whole, if you can fool anyone into trading for Andre Drummond on the back that he started here, do it. I would do it. I think it's going to be so messy. It was great from Seth Curry, 23-7-5. and um, Paddy Mills, I don't think you need to hold him. See you later. I know Kyrie's out for ever, apparently. Um, eight points, two triples in 32 minutes. That's a joke, of course. He's missing just a bunch of games over the next two weeks because of their being played at home. Um, eight points in 32 minutes with two threes. And Simmons has got to come back in. I don't think it's worth burning a roster spot on Mills, who's been fine, but 136th ranked player this season is not enough for me to actually just burn a spot on. And Kessler Edwards started and had three points. I am apologizing to my bosses and to everyone listening to this show. It feels like it's going to go long. I am very, very sorry, guys. Let's talk about the next game. Blazers Bucks. Oh, yeah, of course. The Blazers beat the Bucks 122-107. Why wouldn't they? Josh the Hitman Hart. Big numbers, man. 49 fantasy points. 27-7-5. and five, five triples, one steal, and two blocks. Sheesh. Anthony Simons. 31 points, seven triples, six assists. I... 
I, I still got asked this though. Hey, what should I do with Damien Lillard? I, I, I've been saying it for weeks. I just don't think he's coming back. I would have dropped him weeks ago. I, I don't think he's coming back. My man, Yusuf Nurkic. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. He was on the Bilo show today because he was shooting poorly from the line. 88% here on seven of eight attempts. 23, 16, and four with two triples. That's a huge game. 48 fantasy points. Thank you. Justice Winslow, 13, 10, and four. Two steals and a block. Missed both his free throws, which is annoying, but there's a 12-team league guy there. CJ Allaby, 35 minutes. Last game, he got into foul trouble and Benny McLemore stepped up, but Allaby gets the minutes back. 10, 4, and 4. That makes sense as a 14-team league guy. Well, McLemore, I wouldn't bother with 12s, maybe 14s, but he had five points in 20 minutes. I think they want to see what Winslow and Allaby can give them. But also, my man, Trenton Watford, 9, 10, and 5. Probably not enough for him to become a 12-team league guy, maybe not even a 14-team league guy, but just watch. If Winslow gets hurt, which you know, is probably going to happen given his history, if Allaby gets hurt, if someone gets hurt, Watford's going to step in and be a useful player. For the Bucks, no Giannis. So they started Serge Ibaka and Bobby Portis. Um, you know, in theory, you look at it and go, you know, starting Serge Ibaka at power forward is terrible, but Bobby Portis can be the power forward, no worries, all right? And Serge is the center. But Serge Ibaka is just not a guy you should be giving 31 minutes a night to. As a backup center behind Portis, yeah, he's fine. I don't even know if he's good enough to do that, to be honest. He's really cooked. The back has wrecked him. And he can have some occasional good games. He had six points in 31 minutes. And no, he should not be a 12-team league guy. Bob Portis, 17-9. Not his best night. Missed both his free throws. Well, Grayson Allen, I think, is a 12-team league player. 14 points, four threes, two steals. Middleton had 16, 11, and 9. And Drew had 23, 2, and 6. And Jordan Nora. 24 minutes for Nora. Now, it's because Giannis was out and George Hill was out and they could both be back next game. But there is a role here for Nora. 17 points with three threes. A nice, deeper league stream. Well, Wes Matthews did nothing. Shout out Tony Snell. Zero points in 18 minutes with one rebound. He did nab a steal, though. So I guess that's a little bit better than our man, Tony Snell. Game five. The Spurs, the Bulls. Big win for Chicago. 120-109 final score. Some really big, um, really big numbers for someone in Chicago. We'll talk about that soon. Um, Dejounte Murray, he's just rolling up big numbers at the moment. Forty-seven fantasy points, nineteen six and eleven with two steals. Well, Dougie McDirt played twenty-nine. He got hot here. Nineteen points with three threes. Don't care about it really too much. He can be a streamer when you're looking for points and threes, but that's about it. Let's talk about Devin Vassell, who was actually really bad. It was a bad game. Twenty-four minutes, five points, zero rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. The one still one block helps. 20% shooting doesn't help anybody. Don't drop him, please. I think most nights he's going to be 28 to 31 minutes. Most nights he won't shoot 20%. We still don't know what Josh Richardson's going to do on this squad and where he fits in, but I think Vassell's going to be relatively secure. It's just a bad night, man. It's a really bad night. Zach Collins, triple one, nine, two, and two. They're fine numbers, but what is the upside? I'll tell you what it is. I don't think it's there unless Shaka Pertle's hurt. He played zero minutes next to Pertle. He played only behind him. He needs probably 24 minutes to be a 12-team league guy, meaning you need some overlap, and it is not coming at the moment. It might come, but it's not there. A lot of people have added Zach Collins, and by a lot, I mean like 10% of leagues have, have grabbed him, 10% of 12-team leagues, of competitive 12-team leagues, and I do not understand it. Pertle was all right, 13-9, nothing to write right home about. Well, it was, was like a real Calden special. 13-3-2, no threes and 33% shooting. He did go 5-5 five five from the line, though, so that's promising. While Joshy Primo had two points in 21 minutes. For the Bulls, DeMar DeRozan was ridiculous. He was so good. He's been amazingly good. I don't know how you could look at a bloke 
at age 32 putting up the best season of his career. Like, you couldn't project that stuff. You can't predict it. It's been amazing. He's been awesome. 40 points, 35 minutes, 7 assists, 67% shooting. Number 3 ranked player over the last two weeks. Massive sell high moment, though. Big stuff. Big, big stuff. Same as the other big stuff. It's Bosa. It's big Bosa. Bosa's it. Bosa, bitch. Yeah. 36 minutes for Vooch. 25, 16, and 5. Guess where he's ranked over the last two weeks? You won't guess it, but I'll tell you. Seventh. Amazing stuff. Absolute sell high, though. No Zach Levine, who's going to be out to the All-Star break. Kobe White, 24 points, 5 triple, 6 assists in 34 minutes. With Levine out, you just keep streaming him. Same with Ayo Desunmu, who had 12, 3, and 4 with a triple. One, a little bit of a muted line, but still really solid. Troy Brown did nothing. Javante Green actually did nothing, 7 and 9. Green can be a 12-team league player, and I still would hold him, but obviously it's not that spectacular. His numbers aren't great. They're not blowing us away. He'll probably settle to about 150, 170th, I would guess, rest of season. But for the short term, maybe top 110, which is it's got value. The next game was a massive, massive ass-kicking. And it was by the Pelicans over the Raptors, if you can believe that. 120 to 90. Let's just throw nearly this whole game out for Toronto. Fred Van Vliet played 20, 31 minutes, actually. 20 points, four triples, banged knees, and they just said, we don't need you to play anymore. The game's over. He played 31 minutes in the first three quarters. Um, don't be too panicked about it but it's never a great thing when he's already had knee soreness. There were some horrific nights. You want to talk about a horrific night from Devin Vassell, let's talk about a horrific night from OG Ananobi, who had 3-2-2. Two, and two. Let's talk about a disgusting night from Gary Trent, who had 6-1-0 and zero on 13% shooting. This, and Josh, you're such a fucking hater. You're such a hater. This is why, again, this is proof of why I didn't like Gary Trent last year, because he would do this like every second game. Now, this year, he's come and been way more consistent, much better shooter, and bringing steals regularly. Occasionally, he throws up one of these, but just giving you why why I didn't really see it for him. Because you would get way more of these last year. This was shit. Scott Barnes, actually terrible. Five, not as a player, not as a prospect. Not in this game, terrible. Five points in 20 minutes. Siakam, he was on the sell high show today. He wasn't horrible, but 18-5 and 1 on 37%. What he was doing, and again, people would, will always want to argue with this. No way I'm selling him, man. He's killing it. He's killing it. But what he was doing was completely unsustainable. Like, completely. Not to say he's not going to remain good, but there's a difference between being, I'm the 8th best player good, or I'm the 35th best player good, or I'm the 50th, or I'm the 27th. It's a gigantic difference. And that's where you're just getting value on the margins of trades. It's not about, well, he's actually killing it now, so therefore that's what happens every game as we move forward. Because that's just not a realistic expectation. And I think if you have that expectation, you're just going to go poorly in fantasy. We finally got Thad Young to play. He played 12 minutes, but basically wasn't in the rotation. And this and this was the concern, is that all of their reserves are centers. Achua, Birch, Boucher, and so is Thad. And he's just not playing. If you are in desperation stakes, if you need to make moves, if you're losing... If you, if it's, you need to move on. We can't be like, oh, I hope the 25 comes because how do you, you have to squint so bloody hard to actually get to those minutes that it just doesn't make any sense, I don't think. That's what the trade deadline's about. You take a flyer, or oh, maybe I can see this happening. Holy shit, it didn't happen. See you later. Maybe it happens down the track, but I'll worry about that later on. Boucher had 15 to 6 in 23 minutes, but for a game that I said throw it all out, I've talked a lot about it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't read too much into that. Let's talk about Pelicans. They continue to bring Jackson Hayes off the bench. He played 20 minutes and had 14 and 3. 
He shot 86%. I'm more interested, not in the 14 points, because people look at that and go, let's go, 14. I'm more interested in the fact that he played 20 minutes. If I will hold, if he is not starting next game, the Devontae Graham and CJ McCollum pairing does not work. But even saying that, Graham played 20 minutes last game and 25 here. He's not completely stopping Hayes from getting 30. It's just that with the players they've got, it doesn't really make sense for Hayes to get 30 at the moment. And 20 minutes a night doesn't cut it. I'll give it one more game, but it's not cutting it. CJ McCollum loves a shot, loves a shot. 13, five, 4 and 5 with 2 steals and 5 triples. And 13 is not many shots, but when no one else takes double digits, he's, he's leading the way. He's just commandeering this team. And it was great today. Wasn't so great the other two. Him and Devontae do not work as a pairing. It's, I think that was clear before the trade, and it's even clearer once you see it in action. Valanciunas had 18 and 9 with two blocks, while Ingram had only 10 points. Took seven shots. That's rough. But at least he brought the rest. 11 rebounds, eight assists, one steal, and two blocks. Herb Jones, not his best night, 11, 1, and 5, but still a hold. You could easily see it going south because a lot of what Jones was doing was on shooting numbers, which we didn't expect, and big, big defensive stats. And if they don't persist then his value does drop. But we're not doing anything stupid and dropping him or anything like that. We are dropping Devontae Graham, though. What do you reckon, Jack? Let's fire him up. Get that garbage out of here! <laughs> See you later, Devontae Graham. Let's go on to the next game, the Rockets and the Jazz. Big, big blowout here for the Jazz, 135-101. I have some words for the Rockets. They did decide that Dennis Schroeder was not going to be bought out, that he was going to be in the rotation, and it was at the expense of Josh Christopher. Dennis Schroeder is not a very good player. Why do we need to bring him in to play that role that Christopher was playing? As I have said a lot of times on this show today and even just in general shows in the past, did this help you do anything? Did it help you stay competitive? You lost by 34 points while also hampering some of the development and some of the confidence of the younger players. Does it make sense to play Eric Gordon 29 minutes and Dennis Schroeder 18 minutes and still lose by 34 points? Does it make any sense? No, I know it doesn't. But it's what they're doing. This might change. They said, oh, yeah, we're going to play in this role or maybe more minutes. Silas, my guy. Why? Don't have Schroeder in a team. Like, he's not a 12 or 14 team league guy. But the frustration here about the potential value increase of Christopher is just not going to come. Let's talk about the delicate dancer, Alperen Shangun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. I won't say he played well because he, he wasn't that good here. 16 minutes, 9 points, 3 rebounds, and a steal. Oh, they're fine numbers in 16 minutes. That's fine. But Gordon's back. Schroeder's in the mix. Wood didn't get traded. The reason why we had to add Shengun is we loved what he could do on a permanent basis. We've seen flashes from him. We've seen the potential. There was a chance that Wood got traded. There was a chance that Eric Gordon got traded. They started Shengun. They were crossing over the minutes. It was all on the way up, and you've got to take that flyer at that point. And then when this happens, Bye. That's like when we said drop him in December or drop him in January. They're not giving him minutes. They're not crossing him over. Wood's not going anywhere. Shengun's playing backup minutes. You don't hold through this shit. You don't hold through this either. If he comes back and starts and plays 27 minutes in a crossover role, sure. And he starts sharing with Wood, no worries. I'm not holding him. See you later. Bye. And maybe I'm being too rash and others will say I'll hold him. But people will hold for four months on players. I'm not like that. Because again, I can just find more value in others. And maybe he blows up, but the... Term league winner is one of the biggest wank terms of all time. It just doesn't, it's not real. There's just not players who come in off the wire and just completely turn your league around. Get three of those guys and maybe. 
And, and Shengun's not that player. I think I've been pretty clear. Despite me saying I like him as a prospect, I like him as a player, I like his fantasy upside, I think I've been pretty realistic about him this season. And when the opportunity arises, you grab him, it gets slammed in our faces, I'll see you later. Shit night from Kevin Porter, eight points on 22%, but at least he had eight assists. Well, uh, there's no need to hold on to Jalen Green. 13 points in 28 minutes. Good game from KJ Martin, 16 in 26, but yeah, I don't know. Not, not, I don't see the upside here unless they just completely flip the rotation. Well, the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Yeah, you can't do much about it, can you? Um, he's not a 12-team league player. Like He's fine to have on a 12-team roster, but he's not a must roster. He's a guy that has fringe value. If Gordon's out, the value goes up. If Gordon plays, the value drops. And you've got to try and find all these minutes in here. And it's a weird spot. Gobert returned. He played 22 minutes for the Utah Jazz. Let's play the sound. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Um, yeah. Came back, played 22 minutes, got ejected. Cool. 14 and 7. The main thing is that he's back. Whiteside had 11 and 14 with three blocks in 18 minutes. You don't have to hold him in 12 team leagues. Well, Azabuke also played eight minutes and had 10 points. Royce O'Neal, the Basmati man, seven points in 28 minutes. Not a 12 team league guy. Well, Nikhil Alexander Walker played a robust four garbage time minutes. Now, when that trade happened, you can go and watch the video that I did on it where I said, hey, I don't know, what the, I don't know how this pairing makes sense, him and Clarkson. And you should drop him in 12 and 14 team leagues. This doesn't make any sense. I don't know how it's going to work together. Well, Quinn Snyder's looked at it and gone, sorry, kids. He's gone, fuck no. Get the fuck out of here. I am not playing these boys together. Alexander Walker's a worse Clarkson. I don't want two of those blokes out there. Now, maybe he might work his way into the rotation at some point. But at this stage, he's not there. Bye-bye, Nikhil. Your value spike when headed to Portland lasted like 24 hours. Mitchell had 30 and 6 with 7 assists. Bogdanovich, he hit his shots, 22 points. And Clarkson had 16 with two steals. Not a bad night from Geordie. With the way he's playing a little bit better at the moment, he is a solid enough 12-team back-end guy. But don't be afraid to drop if you do need to open up roster spots because yeah, he's not he's not the, the, the be-all and end-all of things. Let's go to the next game. The Denver Nuggets beat the Magic 121-111. Franz Wagner. Bilo bump, 26-8-4 with three threes and two steals, while my man Wendell Carter Jr. had 52 fantasy points, 25-12-4, two steals and a block. These two guys are playing really well. And you know who's playing terribly? Mo Bamba. One, two, three, four, five. 11 minutes, two points. Now, looking at that, you'd go, yeah, see you later. Like, I'll drop him. I'm not quite ready to do it. I think that starting him and Carter together probably needs to end and probably needs to end pretty soon. His numbers recently have been poor outside the top 140, uh, yeah, 140 over the last two weeks. I'd like to give it one more game. As soon as I see that notification, hey, Bumba's off the bench and Akiki starting. Bye. See you later. If you want to get ahead of it, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if you wanted to drop him, if you actually need to. Trimmer Akiki, 32 minutes, nine points only. Three threes, didn't shoot well, but three threes is three threes. Four assists, four steals and a block. With the minutes trending up, with the role potentially opening up, yeah, he's a 12-teamer. Big game from Gaz Harris as well. Like, actually a huge game. Nice, Gary! 37 minutes, 15 points, 6 assists and 4 steals. Now, you can just write both of those numbers off as being bullshit. And the 37 minutes is pretty bullshitty too. I wouldn't buy into this to add him in 12-teamers. But there is some stream value. Well, Suggsy had 16 and 6 with 3 steals and a block, and it was a bad night for Cole Anthony. 26 minutes only, that's rough. 
Nine points on nine shots is bad. One assist is terrible. And we know he had that gigantic hot streak to start the season, and then he was terribly cold. And then he got better again, and now this is just a bad game. Don't drop him. But our expectations have been reset a little bit here, I guess. Um, Terrence Ross has no fantasy appeal at all. Let's talk about the Nuggets. Big Chungus. Nikola Jokic. Yeah, he's just good, isn't he? 26, 15, and 7, 3 threes. That's just huge. Farton Will Barton had 17 and 7. While the big stiffy played 29 minutes, Bones Highland. 14 and 5, 3 threes, and 2 steals. And while Monty Morris is out, the big stiffy can be streamed, but that's really about it. Jeff Green had 17 in 27 minutes. Do not do it. Do not add him in 12 team leagues. While Aaron Gordon revenge gamed his way to 10 and 6 with 2 threes in 32 minutes. He's still been a solid back endish, or maybe, maybe mid round 12 team league guy of late, putting up some okay numbers. Faku was shithouse. Rivers didn't do too much, and Jermichael Green filling in for Zeke Naji had 7-7 seven and seven in 17 minutes. Also, Brittany Forbes got off the leech a bit, had 16 points in 20 minutes with three threes. Um, 71% there for Bryn. I wouldn't get too excited about it, really. Um, he's a guy that can hit some threes and can score occasionally, but there's just not enough there to be a regular contributor in, in basically any fantasy league. Let's move on to the last game of the night. The Clippers, they uh, they handle the Warriors pretty easily in the end here. 119-104. Steph Curry started out absolutely on fire. Didn't go quite as well after that, but still ended with 33 points, eight triples on 61% shooting. He needed that field goal percentage boost because his numbers have been down of late. The swimmer, Jordan Poole, got a couple of late buckets. 13-7 and seven in 25 minutes is fine. Still hold him. While Johnny Kaminga played 28 minutes and had 10-2 and two with a steal on the block. Like, the minutes are great. I still don't think that he is an absolute must-roster guy. You can stream him in, no problem. But there's going to be ups and downs. Looney had 7-3-5. and five. He's like a fringe 12-er. And Wiggins had 13-2-1. Not his best night either. Clay Thompson was actually his worst night. 7 points on 21%. He did have 4 assists, and his assists have been up this season, so that's an improvement. But this is just not a particularly good game, really, from any of the Warriors apart from Steph early on. For the Clippers, there was no Norman Powell, as we know. And then... Luke Kennard was ruled out. So, a couple of rotation guys out. And they lent, they did something very untie Lou like and this went really heavy on the minutes for the starters. Terrence Mann played 39. He had a career-best 25 points with 7 rebounds, 6 assists, and a triple one, and shot 65%. There's your red flag, the 65%. The 39 minutes is also a red flag. Add him, sure. But we could easily come back tomorrow. He could have 4 points in 26 minutes while Amir Coffee plays more. But add man, I'd add him over coffee for now. But I get the fear or the feeling with Lou that we're just going to be chasing performances and then it's just never going to settle. Like Reggie Jackson played 38. He's probably the only guy who's a must-roster guy. 19, 8, and 9. Well, it, Marcus Morris had 11 points in 27. What's to stop him dropping 24 in 34 minutes tomorrow? Nothing. Like, you can drop him, but he'll have a good game. Like, Amir Coffey had, what, 4 points in 23 minutes? That's shitful. But maybe he plays 30 next game. It's just going to be all over the place. And where the hell does Kennard fit in? BJ Boston played four minutes. Rocket Rodney Hood played eight. So he, Kennard will get those, but he's going to take minutes off somebody else. Hartenstein ended with 23 minutes, nine and six. A lot of that was garbage time though. So it's hard to hold him and I wouldn't suggest doing it. Well, Zubats had 18 and eight, but only played 23 minutes. 80% shooting is great. But again, garbage time kept those minutes down. He's fine as 12-teamer, but not a must. Nico Batum had one of his best games. 14 and 8, 4 triples and 2 steals. He's not going to be a high points guy, but he can help in other categories. But it's just, again, going to continue to be all over the place. Yeah, Jackson would be my number one guy. 
and probably looking at man. And then you've got Zubats, Morris, Coffee, Batum. They're all sort of mishmashed. It was a much better game from Robert Covington. 27 minutes after playing 22 minutes combined the last two. Again, how do you predict this? How can you project for it? It does help that Canard was out and Powell is out. Not that they play the same position, but having two of those guys out, losing 50-plus rotation minutes means other guys need to push down to fill in. And that helped Covington. He had 11 points with two steals and a block with two triples. So we just gotta, we keep holding through this game, but there's very much no guarantee that he plays 26 minutes next game or 27 minutes next game, especially if Canard's ready to go. Like, I'm still not certain at all about him or honestly any of these players. It's just a complete mishmash of minutes and it's hard to get a full track on it. Powell out is a big blow. And I th- I, look, Man is the guy for now. This time next week, it might be Canard. It might be Coffey. It might be Covington. It might be Morris. It might be bloody Boston. Who knows? It is going to be a problem, I think, in trying to figure it out for the rest of the season. That that would be my guess. Let's look at the lines of the night as we get into the late hours of the day for you guys because, hey, I'm going a long time. Sorry. Um, Monster's line of the night is Brucey Brown. He's the waiver wire line of the night as well. Your young gun is Trey Mann and your dart of the night is Gary Trent. The top 10 players in nine category leagues today, Brucey Brown at one, followed by Josh the Hitman Hart, DeMar DeRozan, Evan Fournier, Mitchell Robinson, Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, Steph Curry, Wendell Carter Jr. and CJ McCollum. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Brown at one. Okay, obviously, you can't buy this at all. Maybe you stream him for 12. I wouldn't have too much faith in that. Trey Mann, not interested. Gary Harris, eh, 14 teams. Quentin Grimes, while Barrett's out, sure. Two good games, one bad game, but while Barrett's out, streaming. DiVincenzo, yeah, look, out of these guys, DiVincenzo's probably got the best chance of being a 12-team league player, but it's him, it's Mitchell, it's Lamb, it's Holiday. All those guys are going to be competing for minutes, and I wouldn't be rushing to add him based on the fact that he had just five steals today. Batum, yeah, we just talked about him at length. Fine, if you want to take a flyer, but I don't believe it. Watford's one to watch. Avdia, actually, I don't mind Denny Avdia as a 12-team flyer, but I'm not super confident. McDermott, not interested. And then Kemba Walker, amazingly, is on this list, and he is only a deeper league player. Let's look at points leagues. Your top performers there. Number one was Brown, then Mitchie Robinson, Josh Giddy, Julius Randle, Nick Jokic, Wendell Carter, DeMar DeRozan, Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic, and Josh, the Hitman Hart. That will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, leave a comment below. Hey, if you made it to the end of this long show, congratulations to you. Drop a comment in the, not in the chat, drop it in the comments below. What comment should we write down in the, um, if you write like a banther, <laughs> like a banther, write that in the comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs>